everyone. I'm your host, Liana Pavane, founder of TTYL, human connection advocate, certified life coach, and most importantly, a human that's just trying to figure it out. I'm your unapologetic 20-something native New Yorker, advocating selfships. Yes, I'm in a relationship with myself while navigating the dating world. I'm on a mission to break down dating stigmas in our society and to stop ghosting. I started this podcast after my ex broke up with me over the phone. I know, at least it wasn't a post-it. And I realized that our dating etiquette was severely lacking due to technology. Each week, I invite guests onto the podcast from all walks of life to discuss their first date horror stories and best dates. Because let's be honest, we don't focus on the positives enough when it comes to dating. The best part about this podcast is that after each episode, I've walked away feeling more confident about myself and my relationships. So whether or not you're single, in a relationship, or find yourself in a situationship, I welcome you to get comfy as I dive into the uncomfy so we can normalize it together. Jitters, on your first date, not in your coffee. I'm so excited to partner with Jibby Coffee, a lifestyle and wellness brand that crafts functional coffee for the balance-seeking consumer. They crafted a CBD-infused Colombian cold brew to help people focus throughout the day without the jitters or crash. Dairy-free, gluten-free, vegan, no added sugar, and no compromises. Made in the U.S. and 100% recyclable. In addition to the fact that this coffee is focus and clarity boosting, 1% of every Jibby order goes to a high impact nonprofit at no added cost to you. You can even track your impact directly through their partners, Charity Water, Food for Farmers, and Cannabis for Conservation. Use code GHOST15 for 15% off. That's GHOST15 for 15% off on both subscription and one-time purchases. Available at jibbycoffee.com for free shipping nationwide. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Ghost of Dates Past. I'm super excited about today's episode. I'm here with Brandon and Harrison, who are the co-founders of The Updating Show. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us. We're uh, we're excited to be here. Harrison and I, we love dating. <laughs> been, been in this dating industry and Ghost of, yeah, Ghost of Dates Past. Love the name of the podcast. I think it's so, relata- so relatable, right? Thank you. I'm, I'm guessing it started when someone got ghosted. It did. It started after I, well, it was. it's a long journey to where I am now in terms of dating. But yes, I was, my ex broke up with me over the phone in the beginning of 2020, right around the beginning of the pandemic. I know, what an ass. And then I was ghosted a lot of times because I wasn't putting my energy in the right place and meeting the right people because I was just, you know, not focusing on myself. So yeah. Never understood ghosting. I I don't understand it. Just, uh, I also don't understand rejection. Why send a text saying you're not interested? I just, just say, yeah, like I'm chilling. I've never understood the go- the ghosting thing. Like you don't need to do that, and you don't need to reject anybody. It's an just call. How long were you guys together when he sent that? Six months. It's tough. And I just met his family, and he'd met my parents like five days before. Why did it end? Do you think? I mean, I don't think the relationship was. Looking back, obviously, like I see see faults in it, and on my end too. I'm not perfect, nor would I deem anyone to be. But I definitely feel like I think he was intimidated in a lot of ways by me being an entrepreneur. I think that was like always a point of tension. And he like couldn't handle that kind of hierarchy, which is dumb. 
a lot of men out there, they're just very insecure. I, I want to be a part of a power couple. I want two, I, two income. I want two income household. I want three, you know, three income house. I don't, I think that's cool. That turns me on at, honestly. Well, I want the, I want whoever I'm with to make more money. I don't want to work. So that, that's always been my attitude. I'm like, it's a win-win, you know? So I've never understood. I don't really have that type of ego. I just enjoy, I want to do Italy for a month. And if someone's making more than you, that's great. That's what, that's always been my mantra. Exactly, exactly. Wait, but wait, Brandon, so you mentioned this whole idea of rejection and you don't believe in it, but I feel like you have to reject people at one point or another. Like you can't not reject people. Can I be honest? I don't think I've ever sent that text. I'm just not feeling it. I really haven't. I, I've always found a way around it or you just keep giving a short answer till they kind of get it or Harrison pretty big on this too. If I'm not into someone, an easy way to kind of get the point across is to invite them out with your friends. Say, hey, like, uh, nah, I can't, I, I'm busy Tuesday, but like my friends are going out this weekend if you want to like come with you and your, your friends. It's always been my thing when I was doing the, when I was dating, it's like, you don't need to befriend. I like befriending people. I really do. I, I like befriending people. Interesting. That is a cool way to play. I've received this text a lot. Hey, you know, I think you're super cool, but your energy is not exactly what I'm looking for right now. You seem a little, I've had girls say, you seem like too emotional. I can't support your needs, wow. which I think is interesting. So that's like very descriptive. Have I sent the text? Honestly, honestly, it's usually mutual, right? We kind of just go our separate ways. I've actually, yeah, I've sent the text before a date. We were just going back and forth and she was just so intense and trashing me where I live, some of the date spots and- Oh, red flag. And, oh, oh my tough. God. I, she lived in NoHo. I'm like, oh, NoHo's super cool. Like, wish I could live there. She's like, yeah, you wouldn't know or something or, or something. <laughs> you would never know. And then, and then I texted her or she confirmed the day. I'm like, hey, just so you know, I was thinking about it. Like, I just don't think we're gonna be on the same page here. I wish you all the best. I remember that actually. When yeah, talking. so that was interesting. It's tough. I mean, it's- it is interesting. Yeah. Why do people ghost? I mean, this is the universal question. I think people are afraid of conflict, right? I think a dating app is different. So I will say before the pandemic, I never was dating apps, really. I was really like in person. During the pandemic, I had went through a, a two to three month spurt, you know, towards the end of, of last year where I was going on dating app dates. And it's not even like it's a, it's like a bot. You're just me. It's it just so in... It's so like for me before this, the pandemic and when I was, when I was dating and whatnot, I never really did ghost or whatever. Cause there was a reason I went on a date with them. I had either met them somewhere. I had contact. So I already knew enough to know, oh, this person's definitely cool enough for me to at least be friendly with it. So how I always looked at it. And that's why I'm not really, I was never into digital dating. It just wasn't. And it's, it's so easy in this in these apps where you could just send, you could have two good messages with someone and then they just walk away. And it's like, peace, and it's too it's too fickle. Yeah, but Brandon and I both are more in-person people. We don't really- Do a phone call, voice note. And, and the other thing too with the dating app, when people are upset about ghosting from that, I go, you weren't ghost, that's not real. Don't get upset. I always tell people with our show, when people talk about, like some people are really impacted by the, the I go, look, if it's someone you knew or if there's more of a connection, fine. If you're meeting up from, from Hinge or whatever, it, 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 it's, I'm like, you just saved yourself um, a shitty story about how you met, would have met someone, you know? <laughs> so it's a it's a good thing. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like well, I say you know it's not ghosting if it's off an app until you meet someone in person. It's not ghosting. I think if you met someone in person, even if it's like a first date and they like you don't hear from them again, that is ghosting. That person 
put energy out there, you put your energy out there, you both agree to me, and then they're like, they don't want to deal with the rejection and actually saying they're not interested. I think that's stupid. Uh, So you don't like that text, the like, I'm not interested text. Oh, no, I want someone to tell me they're not interested. I don't want someone to go. I'd rather know. Yeah, I like the closure. I think a lot of times you have to find closure within, which does suck. But like, I'd rather, even if I met someone through friends, which like I also have been doing recently, and one of the these guys that I met through a friend, I called him up after our first date and I told him I wasn't interested because I felt like that was the courteous thing to do because we had mutual friends. And yeah. Look, no, Liana, we need more people like you. And uh, you I know, think out, so too. Out, just just clone myself. No, I I love it. And look, as a I'm now a former 20 something. And I will say at this at this point, you know, at this phase of my life, games, I don't really do the games. Like I'm just so direct. I don't even care any I literally don't even care anymore. So, I think I think more people I wish I had this attitude 22. So, if you have any 22-year-old listeners like how am I going to date in my 20s? Don't care. Like just don't take yourself too seriously. That I think that's the key. That's my key. I love it. I want to get to your first date horror stories as well. So, if you both want to like give us a snippet of each. Oh, yeah, we love that. There's so many. I mean, I uh, one that I always tell, well, there's really two, but the one I'll tell, the first date I went on, it was like summer of this 2020, like I was four months without doing it, seeing anyone or, you know, really doing Anyway, I met a girl. I don't even, it actually was like a DM. It wasn't even, it was a friend saying like, hey, I feel like I have a good friend for you. Long story short, we met up at a park and it was already an awkward time. Oh, I remember this one. And we were at a park, we were at a bench and we sat down and a guy, and this was a long table. Like I'm talking like 10, 10, 15 feet. We're two minutes into the date. This guy sits down and she's she's like, what are you, like, you have to get up to the guy. Like we're sitting here. I go, it's a pretty long table. I know there's a pandemic happening, but he's far enough away. It's, it's a public park. He was cool though. The guy like laughed um, and he got up and right off the bat, I'm like, oh God. So then I got uncomfortable and at a park and I brought seltzers. I don't even drink seltzer. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I barely even drink. I brought White Claws um, because I'm like, I don't know what you bring to a park. I should have brought a bottle of wine. I I don't know. I'm not like a, you know, when I go out, I get a Manhattan. That's my thing usually. I don't really, I don't do these seltzer. Yeah, I don't really drink these things. So we're having White Claws and I have a pretty bad bladder, bad stomach also, but bad bladder. I'm one in. I'm like, oh my God. And we're 10 minutes in. We're at a park and I have to go pee. So I go pee and I'm like getting paranoid. I'm like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get, there's going to be like a citizen's arrest. Like I'm looking, because I'm looking for a place to, pee. I don't know where to go. I, f- I find a place. I get back 30 minutes later and then she just wasn't even, she just wasn't that, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if she was in a, a good state of mind. Then she had to pee or whatever. And like her apartment was right there. So then we're an hour into the uh, date and all we did was we're both just like peeing. And then she got back and I literally had to pee again. Um, and we're an hour and a half in and like that was it. Um, I literally went on a date to find a place to pee and then to wait on someone peeing. And then I was pretty defeated though. Cause I was like, wow, like this one, uh, it was tough. So that was the worst. I would say that was the worst date I've ever been on. It wasn't even a date. I don't even think we. Yeah. That's such a weird encounter. It was so weird. It'll be, it's that's also, so to anyone never do a date in a park, unless you're not drinking. Not drinking is cool. 
in the podcast. Not drinking is, by the way, I have not, I don't, I haven't had any since then, any white claws or anything, but it was terrible. And I, and like when I have to pee, I, I'm, I, I'm one of those people that gets that sharp stomach where I'm like being stabbed. And like, and not only am I going to pee, I'm walking hunched because I'm in pain. And, and also what's funny is that was a moment where if, she, if this girl was cool or there was a vibe, she would have been like, this is hilarious. I got back and like, I could tell that she was like, ugh, he couldn't even like wait. This amateur, it was, it was tough. I will say like the few park dates I've been on, we've had like a bottle of wine at one and we grabbed like some tea or coffee before. And it's great for like an hour, but yeah, then I like desperately need to pee. And it's just like the race to the bathroom. Like it's not enjoyable if you have drinks and you're going to the park. Washington Square Park has some bathrooms, right? They have bathrooms. I don't know if I would trust that, but it's a little dicey. I don't even, it was just now. And also, by the way, I didn't even add the visual because I was so out of it at the time. I walked with, I had a box of like eight of these, like a pack of white, I'm like this low life. I'm like, what's up? Like, welcome to the date. (laughs) Like we're here to pregame at the park. Yeah, I don't know how that even, ha- how my brain even, like, I, honestly, the move would have been, you bring some shots. Start off the day with a shot, something like that, yeah. Yeah, start off strong, yeah, liquid courage. All right, well, now Harrison needs to give us his first day horror. No, mine is not, not, not nearly as entertaining. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of them do go well. But one that stands out, this was in the, I feel like the East Village is just a recipe for a crap, like an average shitty first date. Yeah, this girl, she she had like all these Instagram followers, so I was a little intimidated rolling up. She's like a food blogger. Didn't ask me one question the entire, entire date. It was all about her book deal, her podcast, uh, all of these things. And honestly... It was it was really bad because I just can't stand when no one asks questions. Like I love asking questions, and it was, yeah, that's really that's pretty. Much oh, that sounds happened. like every day. That's a normal day. No one asks questions. Yeah, just ask. I think she brought up her rabbi or something. It was she was like my rabbi. I don't even know if w- would approve you. You don't have enough followers. <laughs> it was this. Yeah, yeah. It took like a Judaic spin, which you know is not really talk about on every date. That that's my example. It's it's so shitty, but then look, some dates are fun. That's also not bad. I've had I, also my worst story. I have eight that are worse than that. We could go an entire episode about Brandon's first day horror stories here. Because <laughs> I'm awkward. Like I'm I'm like I don't really. Yeah, but you gotta own it. You own it. It's fine. We're all awkward. I do. I do. It's, look, it's there's a certain type that gets it. Certain type that doesn't get it. There you go. So I want to get more into the inspiration behind the updating show. Can you kind of give the audience a feel for like how the show came to be and what you can expect when you go? You know, it's funny. Harrison and me had a lunch today with some people and it was cool. We went into, we, we don't often talk about the origin story, but uh, we, we spoke about it at lunch today and it was, we, we got nostalgia. Harrison, you want to? Uh... Well, we always joke, Liana, there, there probably will be a documentary about our journey made at some point. Probably on Amazon Prime, I think. <laughs> I don't know about or Netflix. if Tubi. If Tubi does documentary, Tubi, or or if Qu- Quibi comes back from the dead. Yeah. Long story short, I was creating some digital funny videos, and and I was living in San Francisco at the time. Did this mini show where, and I was just honestly throwing stuff at the wall, like anyone trying to do creative stuff, right? You just like throw shit at the wall, see what sticks. I did this live stream dating thing where I would kind of 
live stream some some first dates i would go in the bathroom like live updates on dates with permission and you know hey guys my date she ordered a vodka how do we feel about this comment below and i girls started canceling dates with me like it was like this mini reality show that i did and long story short i kind of turned my brain towards like producing i didn't want to be this this like character right like, it was it just didn't really feel on brand for me. So uh, yeah, trying to figure out a new project to do. And a, f a mutual friend of Brandon and I hit me up. He's like, yo, you got to meet this kid, this Long Island Island dude, uh, Berman. Like he's the funniest dude ever. I think you guys will hit it off. So just talk to him. So we became pen pals. He was doing stand up in New York, doing his thing with live shows. And, and yeah, one thing led to the other. And I was just like, this should be uh, brought to like, I like this format idea of like someone reporting to a restaurant. I love the idea of like, some, if a date's happening, I'm like, imagine one of them went to the bathroom one of them stayed and just got up in front of the whole restaurant saying, yo, I hate my date. And then like hearing from the other person, that's a great concept. And then like, imagine the whole restaurant watching like how the date ends to see if they like it together. So I, I said to Harris and I, I was doing a lot of stand up at the time and I'm not really, I, I'm not, I'm a collaborator. I don't love being, I don't really feel like talking, sitting up there talking about like my dates, <laughs> you know, and, and I was just, this should be in front of a stage. I think this is, it's a, it's a great idea. And I always, you know, I look at myself as like a director kind of type. So I'm like, I'll, I could direct this in front of an audience and I'll make it funny. And then we started and that, and that was kind of it. It was doing great pandemic hit, but now we're, uh, we're back and bigger and better than ever. We were trying to get to Tubi. <laughs> and I think, yeah, just to add, Berman brought this really dope perspective. Like, look, online, you're one of millions of people trying to build this like digital di digital audience. So why, like replace the digital audience with a room, a live audience. So that, that like blew my mind, right? Because I'm an in-person guy anyway, and I, you just throw shit online. You're just like, what are you doing, right? So it just made a ton of sense. And that kind of pivot, like, it's helped us stand out, right? Like we're the live, we're not like the online, like dating, we're the live people. And I think that's- We're the live people. Dur during the pandemic, it was like the kid, like the kid that was known for the huge house that could always have parties. And it was like our house burnt down. People were like, what are you live? <laughs> They're like, Let but no, I think the demand, live too, I just think like, if people will come to a room, see what you're doing, it's a special thing. It's a cool, so- yeah, and, and I think we, a live audience is honest. That's how you workshop. We workshop our other ideas that we're going to develop in front of crowds. We do it within updating. That's the whole spiel. I love it. I love it. It's, I know, I can't wait to come to one. I, yeah, I think it's, I mean, I love, yeah, hosting events as well. I've done that in the past, hoping to bring that back next year if everything COVID-wise goes well. But yeah, there's nothing like the energy that a room brings, like a live audience, like people connecting in person. It is magical. It, it's like a bar mitzvah three times, four times a month. You know? <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And True. like our show is so challenging because every show is so different. You could have shows where they hate the daters and yeah, then you could have a show where people go. It's just so exhilarating to see week to week what will happen. Yeah. So how do you choose the daters as well? There's a science. You could check the Wikipedia page, you know, see all the, <laughs> all the numbers were crunching. You know that meme in like the hangover where 
Zach Galifianakis, like all the numbers circulating before. No, it's uh, honestly like we, we choose for entertainment value. People who don't take themselves too seriously, who will be funny in front of a live audience, which is really much harder than online. Like we, again, go back to the digital thing. We've had digital quote unquote influencers who like can't, they, you know, in front of a live audience, it's just different, right? So people who are funny, cool, obviously single, not only single, we've had some like, People who are like in between, they're like debating what what's going on. I th- I love a good voice. I like when someone's voice stands out on a casting call, like like a unique like uh, so like there's no rhyme or reason. It's like a ringer goes off, like sir. And and I'll be honest, we're, they, because it's live and you don't know what someone will be like on a stage. It doesn't matter who you are. And I would say we've done over a hundred of these. We know all about casting a live reality show. You don't. At the end of the day, you don't know. I would say. There's some cases where we're, we were like, this person is gold, and they're gold. Like, Emma Harrison was, like, one of the best. Superstar. And we're, because our show, it's no longer this underground thing. We we are getting the people who have been on Netflix shows, right? Who are those, like, typical reality stars. And then we also find these, these uh, I call them lost souls in society who are just looking for a home to tell their story. And we, we like find, we find these people and, and they're really funny on our show. Uh, yeah, I think, and, and in terms of like the lost, the lost souls, like there's people, we've had a lot of people that like, so, and we're doing the show in different cities now, but New York is obviously the home base. I love people that are new to New York City and don't know anybody. A, it's a great way to meet people updating. Like it really is a community, but those are the people that, that are the most, vulnerable like because i think of myself if i randomly met a city like i don't care what anyone thinks about me i don't know anyone here yet so those are really good people and one one common characteristic that is really a theme in people that are good on the show people that believe in what we're doing really care about the show ask a lot and like genuinely want to be a part and just make people who end up being good on the show are usually people that are like i just want to make this great what should i do and then and then those are the people you say you don't have to do anything actually be yourself it's the people that talk about themselves, don't give a shit, that end up never being. So, and I've been honestly, this is like a recent discovery or recent pitch that I've been kind of bringing up with updating. I do think this whole idea of not taking shit too seriously is just such a cool part of like what we do. I, it's it's who we are as individual like creators, but it's also the people we cast, that's the show itself. So these people are like, yo, you better set me up with Prince Charming or and like, you know, I need to approve every video you post. You gotta use the crema filter or else like, you're, I'm done with you. Obviously not right for this show, you know? Very good point. It's a very good point. And one common thing, so early on, we thought people that talk a lot and, and are careless, oh, they're great, they end up sucking. It's it's the people it's the people that are like genuinely cares charisma like that's the biggest thing like people who just who just care and we've met some of the uh, like we've built a whole community we've we're friends with so many of the daters that have been on who are just like it's awesome it's cool we get to meet different people week to week and like we built a community like we befriended so many you know that's the thing like we're like would we become friends with these people who we cast now we're like because that's probably a good sign. So that's also a cute, like a huge part of it. It's so much goes into it. The casting is just so much. It's so much fun. I love it. No, it sounds so exciting and fun. And yeah, I feel like there's this, there's this excitement. I'm sure that the audience feels knowing that like these people have never met either. So I think that that element of like the blind date, I feel like you're bringing that back as well. Is that was that like a big part of the mission or like kind of the feel for the show? 
Well, it's fu- it's funny. My parents actually met on a blind date. Someone asked me this recently, and uh, yours, yeah, both of our. So parents. did mine, and so did I. I met I met my current what? girlfriend um on. Wait, a that's blind insane. Date. Yeah. I literally I don't think I've met anyone who who's like ever gone on a blind date. Maybe yeah, you, like a couple. You didn't know people, what she looked like, like, right, Brandon? I saw a couple pics. Like I was at a face. I'm like, I don't care. Like it, I met her through a neighbor of mine, and oh, so it wasn't a blind date. I saw a photo of her on her on this girl's wall. I was like, who is that? So it wasn't technically blind, but that was it. I didn't get any other. I, I didn't have any other contacts. Pretty blind though. I I went in knowing not like, and it it was like pretty blind. Yeah. No, that's what I say. Like, I'm in person. Like, I- I'm someone who will say if I feel something. So if I see a photo that's cool, I'm like, oh, that girl, who is that? She's cute. And that that was it. But, but yeah. But the blind date, Harrison, in terms of like bringing it, the blind. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good question. I mean, I think, I think the dating app thing. You know, it's obviously very superficial. So you are not. Ju- you're judging off personality. You're judging off kind of the vibe, what each other is saying. You're going to see the person too, because physical is still important. You need to make sure you're attractive, but that's not the first thing that happens, right? So, yeah, it's a good, yeah, we don't really, it's a good question. Like, I don't really think too, I forget it's a blind date. (laughs) And the blindfold, so we didn't even start, the first probably 20 shows we did, we would take the blindfold off right away on the show, which was much harder to do, because like, now with leaving them on for a certain period of time you create curiosity like so we the way we started the show was the hardest way to start it we literally like blindfolds came off a minute in and we had to figure out how to make that entertaining for an hour and a half to two hours and then as we've gone on we built this whole format we have different tricks plays when we so when we started it wasn't even really a it was like blind, blind for one second it was more of like let's throw people on a stage and i think we could be do something funny here. That was like the original uh, idea. Like we, it was just like, let's figure it out. So the blind date part kind of came into play more as we went on. Yeah, I think, do you think it adds something to the connection between the people? Like it kind of builds the tension and like, oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh my God, you're so loose with the blindfolds on. You're, you're, you're having fun with it. You have the shared experience with this other person. I, you know, obviously we've had a, quite a few makeouts with the blindfolds on, steamy. which is re- <laughs> really, ste- really steamy. So in a way, it, like it speeds up the chemistry, like a little bit of chemistry. If you have it blindfolded, it accelerates that. Well, the other thing with the, the blindfolded kiss, which happens all the time on our show, I think one of the reasons people love doing it, people who will do something like updating love adventure, what's more adventurous than like making out with someone before you see them and having that excitement of like knowing in a couple minutes you're going to see them and you did that you took that risk it's an exciting i think that in itself is kind of like and the audience does help with that too oh the audience helps with that they're they're the bad guys or girls <laughs> they they have they have dirty minds. They yeah no they they well they all, what's fun about updating is it's very much like the audience comes to the show and like let them it's them interacting with the date and sort of steering it with their reactions which is what's funny about the show like if if a certain topic comes up that's even talking about something that could happen like maybe them dancing you'll hear the audience roar and then the daters are like oh 
I feel like now we should, you know, play. It's it's just a it's it's a it's a cat and mouse between the date and the audience. I love it. No, that's so so fun. So I want to get to your guys's best date stories now. If you quickly want to like go one and one. Harrison goes, goes first. first. I want I want to know his best date. Story. I don't even know my best date. Story. My my best date story. Oof, okay couple couple come to mind okay this this first one or one in in particular comes to mind look i'll just use it with my ex-girlfriend i guess it's the first one that that comes to mind <laughs> we it, you know we met through a dm so it went from dm to an in-person date like a little sushi spot and then honestly it was just like kind of music and vibing and yeah, I'll have to think about it. I've had some other ones. I don't know in particular, but other ones where we're just going bar to bar and we're kind of floating around. I'll have to think about that. I don't even know. <laughs> These like specific questions, like they're so they're they're hard for me. <laughs> no, no, it's good. I I like the ones also where you kind of like bop around and just you don't want the night to end kind of dates where you're like you just want to keep going and like find whatever's around the corner you go with the flow and and yeah you end up like listening to live music or something yeah you just it's spontaneous i love it what about you brandon well my best one i've said it to my current girl my girlfriend i would say is the best uh, it's the best date i've been on and it's funny because i remember when the night of the date after i was like that's the hands down the best date i've ever went on um so it was i thought it was a blind it was kind of a blind date like i said i saw a photo on a wall um met up with her it was just the whole thing it's hard to explain it was like when you look at like the wizard of oz it's in this perfect plate like we were it was in the west village at this place to warren like it was a beautiful perfect night our, our show had come back it was a few weeks back like my aura was positive i got there i always get to dates like 30 minutes early and she had gotten there early and i was like wow this is the first and it's funny, the date actually didn't start off that great. It was kind of different. It was like, a t I was nervous. I, I got nervous. I'm like, ah, I don't, there's no, what's going on here? I'm, and then uh, what I loved about it is because it had this trajectory. So it started out a little bit. I was like stiff. She was like, it was a little odd. And like, she's like, I'm a vegetarian. I'm uh, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh man. But then something, something clicked and the date got i'm like oh we're vibing it started here and and we're working towards something and then we ended up like going to employees only which is like impossible to get into like we walked across the street just got in had a manhattan just great energy a great date and she, and she lives in hoboken like which is even funnier walked her right to the path you know nice kiss goodbye and it was just like a it was like a great i'm like oh this is someone who's there's something here because all the, the the dates that end up sucking are the ones that start out great uh, I'm I'm tearing up right now here. <laughs> I know no, it's really sweet, but I like yeah I like what you said about the dates that don't end up going well the ones that start off really well Can you elaborate on that a little bit because you because it's going great then you act like an ass So like you're like, oh like I'm not like this is going great and you both just I think people find their them their true selves when they're uncomfortable and that's not the case always i don't know i always i find dating really tough but yeah we just like there it was it was tough it was a tough date i'm like ah, wow i actually don't know like what to say here this is awkward like let's figure you know let's figure it out but it, there's no there's also no right or wrong way to do it there's people that have the i have a friend who his his girl made him wait like eight dates before they slept with each other i have a friend who they they went on a date for an hour they went home with each other they're dating there's no rules there's no right or wrong way to do it. i do agree with that like 
it's so ambiguous you know all these like dating experts nobody knows right you kind of just it's all about these yeah these relatable experiences and no, that's a good point. Berman, your story blew mine out, out of the water. Well, you also don't have a bad story, though. I, yeah, I don't even know. I mean, it's lately I've been anything that happened in my 20s. I, I like closed the book, you know, on that. Yeah, I forget. That's why I literally forget what happened. I think one of the similarities of Harrison and me, I think, having day. Like, I was always I'm, I'm honest. It, it, there's no act here. That's the that's the thing. And a lot. And that doesn't work for most people guys and girls people don't want someone who's open especially right away yeah we're both very this you know you see what you get or you get what you see right like this is no no bs throw out your whole personality in the beginning if this isn't like what you're about okay later you know you know what i mean so i think that that's one of the things and both similar in that yeah regard. and then i guess for your for your listeners out there you know you do learn a couple tips along the way right you Picking the right spot is important. That is important. Re really good lighting is important. Like it actually, these little things, an early 20s date, it could have had bad lighting. She might've been my wife, but the lighting was bad and now I'm never gonna see her again. He's in, so he's into, and I'm gonna tell you something because what was the first thing I said about my my date that went great? The vibe, and, and what's funny about the Warren, Harrison discovered this place when we started updating and we like made, we like lied and said it was our sponsor. Um, like, no, all jokes aside, the lighting is the most, and this is a fact. And it's funny because Edison bulbs are something that Harrison discovered a while ago. He got me into Edison bulbs. Find a, a, a restaurant or a bar that has Edison bulbs, dim lighting. It's so much. It's when there's a bright light on you, it doesn't matter who you are. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. I'll send you I'll send you my Amazon affiliate link, Liana. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. I know what you're talking about. Yes. I just looked them up. So much better. It's just comfortable. It's a lot more comfortable. Ambiance. Ambiance is very important. And, and I, yeah, I was talking to a, a mutual friend of Berman and I's recently, who's like the dating king of New York and he, he brought up something interesting, too, which I agree with. Sitting at the bar, I think, does make a huge difference as opposed to these super formal across-from-each-other situations. It's tough. So the across-from-each-other is very hard. It's very hard. It's like, when do we hold hands? Is it 20 minutes in? Is it 40 minutes in? Like, how does that transition happen? <laughs> and, like, you're looking up at the waiter. It's like, I'll take, um, I'll take a Manhattan. And then they're like... I'll do an IPA and then you're like, oh, already they're not into it. Like they chose less a drink that has less. When you're at a bar, it's a little bit, I overthink everything. I look at every movement. I'm like, oh, they, they, they did this. They're looking that way. It, it isn't. And that my date with my girlfriend that went so well, I had that where I'm like, oh God, she, she just got like this drink. She's turning. She looked at the waiter like for a longer period than normally people do. Like it looks like she's. And you, and when you start spiraling, when you go down that spiral, it's, but coming out of that spiral is the best, you know, it's the greatest feeling. Yeah. I think so many people have dating anxiety. It's such a common thing. And especially on a first date, second date, third date, like those are the initial dates are, I think, so important in a relationship. But I will say like, I, the few dates that I've been on with this one dude recently, like the first date he was like kind of scrambling for like a spot we both kind of we were both coming from separate dinners and we we're just gonna like grab drinks or whatever but again like we met through mutual friends so it was like okay chill like it's our first reconnection kind of thing and he chose this place and it was so dark we were like but it wasn't his fault what what's the name of this spot oh my gosh it's in the east village lol 
<laughs> talking about the East Village being like notorious. Romance dies in the East Village. I think it's the worst place to go on a date in the city, honestly. I've been on so, I will say I went to, okay, you know that place, Emmy Square, the pizza. Good pizza. Okay, really go good there pizza. and then go to the New York Comedy Club on East 4th. That is a good date. I did that and it was great success. There are a lot of good spots. Did you know right away that this guy would be your boyfriend? Oh, he's not my boyfriend. <laughs> we're just date, like we're, I'm just like going on dates with him. And in the, you don't see a future? Oh, I mean, yeah, but like, it's so early. Like we've been, yeah, we text like every day and stuff, but we've like sporadically seen each other. Cause like end of year schedules are crazy. So, but yeah, like this one day we ended up being seated all the way in the back of this bar and it was so dark. Like it, it was the only table available and it just ended up being so dark, but the conversation was great. So like, it didn't even matter. It would, but it was like funny because I could barely see his face. But I love that it flows though. It's comfortable. Exactly. Like it was totally fine. And then, yeah. And then like our second day, the place we wanted to go was closed because of the pandemic. And so we ended up going a place like a couple blocks away that he knew that I hadn't been to. And then they played, they turned this li live music was playing and it got so loud. And I'm like, we literally can't win. There's always an issue with like wherever we go. But it like didn't, I don't think either of us cared because we were just like excited to be on a date with each other. I, I love that. Look, my, my fingers, our fingers are crossed for you. I do, I do have a good feeling about this one. And I think your listeners do too. I, I feel like they're crossing. I hope so. Know, He's a good guy. Out of curiosity, I'm sure you've spoken about it because your podcast is literally about ghost of a date. What's your worst date? My worst. Oh yeah, I had a. Re I've had some really bad dates. Both of them, I've spoken about on the podcast. The one that I recently went on, it was like my one of my first dates back from like taking a big break from dating, which is what I did last winter. And so I was starting to do these like phone calls and FaceTimes with people before I met, went on dates with them, if I met them offline. It's a concept that I learned from a TED talk called a zero date. And so I, yeah, so I hopped on a phone call with this dude and he asked me out for drinks later that day, which was kind of fast, but I was like, okay, whatever. Like I didn't have plans. And we went to Baby Brasa. Baby Brasa. And... Yeah, with the live music. And I, I actually never been there. And so it was, it is a scene. And everyone, yeah, and like everyone's outside. We're all sitting outside. And this, it's a scene there. Yeah, it literally is. And this dude, like everything's like fine. He showed up. I was like, uh, not really attracted to him, but like, you know, I'm here, free drinks, like whatever. And so we are sitting there and he just, like they're playing music in between the live sets. And he turns to me and he's like, hey, do you mind taking my phone and going up and shazamming the song for me? And I was like, the fuck? I was like, no, you can Who do that yourself. That? Yeah, right? First of all, like old school. And then he turns to these girls waiting in line and asks them if they can take his phone and go shazam it. And they turn to me and to him and they're like, no. And so he finally does it. And I was like, dude, that was like really rude. Why did you do that? And he's like, I just think it will, it goes to show like what someone will do for oh you. Oh my God. And then just like everything from there just like spiraled, like little comments here and there. Like he gaslit me. He was like, he told me how to help him finish his drink. He told me to drink up Buttercup. No, he had nothing going for him. 
Do you have anything you would like to say to him if he was listening? Um, If he's listening, just like be more respectful to people in general, like not even women, like anyone that you come across and don't like disregard people's experiences and like read the fucking room. So... That's powerful. There's some people that just don't have that mechanism. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But yeah, I think that kind of going off of that, like, do you guys believe in second chances? Like if you, I think that's something in our society that, you know, like you'll go on a date and it was mediocre and you go to your friends and you're like, oh, like I went on this date. It was kind of weird. This dude did X, Y, Z or this girl did whatever. And then they're like, oh, like give him another chance. You never know. Like second chances. You're either feeling it or you're not. So like it's a, I, I'm a, I believe I'm a believer in like that chemical thing. So it, if you felt it, even if you didn't like, then you would do it. If not, you wouldn't do it. But I think second, I, I, I am a believer, uh, unless someone does something like that. It's one thing if someone's like, there's like the vibe is off and they maybe weren't that cool, but like, you're like, oh, they, I'll do it again. I think it's, it's just all relevant to what the situation is. But I, I like giving people, I, I'm a believer in second chances. Yeah, I would agree. You know, if there's any inkling of you that's feeling it and curious, then then why not? If, if the first date they threw a drink at the server because it got there too late, like, I don't think that person should get a second. So there's like, a, you know, there's like a line to that. That's a big thing. How someone treats servers and, and like just people in general is a big, big thing to me. I don't that, that type of stuff. I can't really I, I don't get by. Yeah, I agree. I think we just. Yeah, we live in a society where we place a lot of value onto our friends' opinions of the situations that we're in versus really listening to what we want. And so I think it's just really important to remember, like, if you're not vibing with the person, you don't have you don't owe them a second chance. That's just a waste of your time and their time. Like if you 100 percent know. But of course, yeah, there are instances where you don't know and you're not sure. And therefore, it is worth giving them a second chance. I fully agree. I fully agree. You should have a podcast about dating. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> I know. I love it. I, I think that's a good, I think it's true. I, that, that's, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, that is an awesome summary. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I just had, so my girlfriend actually just broke up with her boyfriend last night. And we've been telling her to break up with this dude for forever. And like, you know, when you're kind of playing like good cop, bad cop with your friends and you're like, okay, like just call to them, like tell them, you know, keep, keep trying, like work at the relationship. And then they like, keep bringing it up, keep bringing it up. And you're like, all right, girl, like you clearly, like, there's clearly something with this dude you're not liking. Like you need to, this dude isn't right for you, blah, blah, blah. And like, we've been going in circles and circles and circles. And like, it got to a point where she needed to come to it on her own terms. Like as much as we told her and told her and your friends will say things, but like, unless you truly and internally believe it. And she said something really beautiful actually over text. She was like, I realized that I was holding out hope for what we could be versus what we actually were. And like, everything was staring me straight in the face, even though like you guys have been telling me over and over and over, like, I needed to realize that I was hoping for something that wasn't there and wasn't ever going to be there. Totally. I, people can only figure that it out on, the, on their own at the end of the day. Not everyone. There's some people, but that's always how it goes. I, I do agree with that. Anything can happen. There's no, the heart is a very, uh, it, it's the most powerful part of a human being. So not the brain. Um, so sometimes that... <laughs> <laughs> sometimes no, that overpowers everything <laughs> yeah no i think yeah i think you played that well i mean 
every like there's so much context that like no you know people don't have in every about every relationship so just like let a wise friend of mine once said let the play develop just let the play develop whatever's happened whatever should happen will happen there might be a lot of ways it might be time or but it will probably happen i live next to next door to two people they got a lot of thing they hit each other they're fighting constantly and i spoke to this guy a while ago and i think they're being evicted harrison knows this whole story but he's i'm like they fight every night they hit like abuse actual abuse police have been here um i said to him when i when i spoke to this guy in the laundry room once i'm like why do you why are you with her he says honestly i can't get anything else so that's also a heart uh, so when someone's desperate like uh which is very sad but they're bad people so i don't I didn't care, but it was, I was curious. I'm like, you're fighting every night. Why are you with this girl? Like, I'm very confused. He was showing me black and blues. And uh, he's like, I just need something like, to, like he's lonely. So it's sad. Yeah. It's so sad. I think that is, yeah. I think it's tough when we get into relationships and believe that that's the only way that we're going to be happy is through this relationship with the other person. And the truth is happiness comes from within, right? Like you have to be inherently happy in your life, in your career, in your hobbies and what you do before getting into a relationship. I don't think, you know, you're never perfect. I don't believe in like you have to be fully healed or like that bullshit. But I do think that you have to be happy with yourself and who you are to an extent before, you know, really opening yourself up because otherwise you're going to attract the wrong energy and believe that that relationship and that person that you're dating is like your savior is going to get you out of that bad space and that bad headspace and like you can't rely on other people to make you happy never it's got to be you first yeah totally and then kind of off of that if you are in a bad relationship and like things end do you guys believe in unfollowing or muting people after a breakup or like it just depends on the situation i don't Depends on the situation. Totally, totally depends on the situation. I'm a firm believer, like, try not to burn bridges with anyone. Try to, and, and if you could do things happily, do it happily. Everyone's different. Some people can look at an act. Some people get literally ill. Like, I've seen people get sick if they come across, like. Yeah, I, I know some people like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm friendly with a couple of my exes. Like, we're friendly. I, I think uh, it's a little intense to do that to do the block and stuff, especially if it doesn't end terribly. Yeah, I don't think there's a rhyme or reason. Like, look, if, yeah, everyone should do what was right for the situation. If you want to, in the beginning, like maybe you should mute or something just to get over. Yeah, yeah the yeah, mute is cool tough. in the beginning. It's funny if like when people have a good breakup, things are good. And then like three weeks later, like that one of them, like the, you know, the guy, like the guy blocks the girl. You're like, and then the, the, the other person's like, oh, they, they'll always love me. This me like, this, that's why you don't do that. You know what I mean? Like it's showing that you care a lot. I think when you don't like, you know, when you move on every, everyone wins when you just live your life and move on. Yeah, that's fair. I, wow, I block everyone. that's intense. <laughs> that's oh, you really do? Intense. I do. I do. Oh, shit. Uh, I mean, I, for me, like the break, I mean, granted, I've On been everything in everything like Venmo, <laughs> Venmo. Uh, <laughs> like I said, everyone's different. Though. That may work for you. You may not be, in, you exactly. know, it's, it's yeah, I just think like for me, I will say like majority of my relationships were like short lived. Like I've had that one 
the guy who broke up with me over the phone was like my first like official boyfriend. So most of my experiences in dating have been like, you know, two, three months, whatever, whatever. And like, those are all, I feel like the short ones are always more painful for some reason. Cause it's like, you didn't even try and make it work. It's like, you got to a point where it was just like, they were not putting in the work or you weren't like something wasn't clicking and you have so much hope for like what the relationship could be and it like didn't come to fruition but like those people and most of the people that I've dated I just think like it was toxic in any in like some form or another like bad communication or just like really disrespected me like mentally or emotionally so in that case like if someone does that to me like I just they don't deserve to know how I am and they don't deserve a response at all. And I don't want to see their name pop up on my phone. I don't want to see what they're doing or like what their life is up to. So I just say like, goodbye, good riddance. And like, I believe in energy. So like, if you hold on to someone, you're still holding on to that tether and like that thread with that person. But if you cut it off, you're opening up your energy to other people who are going to be better for you. I think it's a cool, uh, uh, yeah, no, that's 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 a positive way of of that's a that's a good reason to do that. Thanks. Yeah, I you know I'm just yeah I'm a big believer in like people come into your life for a reason, but that doesn't mean that you need to like be really upset when things don't work out and your friends are gonna change. Yeah, exactly. It's all part totally. of the journey, so, you know. Yeah, that's kind of just yeah. my feeling. And yeah, for those yeah for those listening, and I have friends who late twenties. Ne- still never had like a deep relationship even the ones that end horribly are so so important for your growth your your personal growth like i feel because i've had experience i feel like i've grown so much from that and if i didn't have those like crazy interesting relationships it, it would look very different so it's i i think even the toxic ones are very important for growth the ones that are good you really need all of that to grow it's ex- extremely important I agree. It teaches you a lot about that. What, like what you, what you want and what you don't want. I agree. I agree. Everything, every experience, every friendship, everything in life, a a lot of negative things could lead to very good things. That's the biggest thing I've learned, but you know, just got to live. You got to date. Don't be afraid. These are great questions. Like philosophical. It's good to think about it. Thank you. Yeah. Try to really dig deep, you know, No, (laughs) but it's it's important. important. It's important for sure. Cause I think a lot of people don't think about this and that's like what I really want to change with the podcast and just like, you know, really understanding what is actually going on for you. Not just like surface level, not just you're venting to your girlfriends or guy friends about your situation being like blaming the other person. I think the big, one of the biggest lessons I learned in dating this year was not to jump to conclusions when someone is not treating you the way that you want to be treated, especially if it's like the first time. I think we can call things red flags until proven otherwise. So it's like, okay, red flag, they're not communicating well. But like, I also haven't asked like what the deal is. So like, if I just call this person up and be like, hey, getting mixed signals, what's up? And let them speak versus being, you're a dickhead. You're not treating me with respect. You're not texting me back. It's like, no, you don't know that. You don't know what someone else is going through. That's an excellent point as well. Like you need to know the context for why people are a certain way, right? Way about them. Yeah. I mean, someone who dates me sees me be like 30 minutes late. Like there's a reason, you know, there's context. <laughs> you know, I, 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 li- I, lived well. on the we- I, I lived on the West Coast. I was very chilled out. I'm working a lot. You got to know the context. 
No, and and I and I I really do. One of the things I live by, like humans, we are an animal. There's certain, like like I said, I believe in chemicals. Like like certain certain people like are together for certain reasons. Always know that you'll fall. Like there's something out there's something out there for everyone. That's the thing. And I think if you have that mindset, it's good. Like I just want everyone. Yeah, I love that. Just going back to my earlier point, I do think the way to kind of overcome these fears with dating is don't take it so seriously. I think like we have a generation of people that take every first date so seriously, you know, all of these things. And at the end of the day, like, sure, like they impact you, but they're not life or death, right? It's a big pond out there, a lot of fish in the sea. You can have different experiences. You could be loose about it. You could be vulnerable about it. No, it's not a big deal. And that is... Yeah, just tying it back to updating. I think that's why our show has been successful because people who are in the audience, it's just the first time. Like they can just see like a, it's silly. And uh, there, I, I honestly hope that more, that people from our show, and we've, we, we had that kid Kyle Berman come up to us. He's like, guys, I started going on dates after seeing updating and I'm so much looser. Like it's just silly. Like I don't like try so hard anymore and 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 that's the thing it's and 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 i'll be honest i take a lot of things very seriously i never took dating i never have cared i'm just like oh like if they like me they like me i that being said i still i hate the rejection always stings it's a human reaction but dating you can't you just gotta have fun with it you're meeting harrison's always said i never harrison i'm quoting the person right here but (laughs) He has said, I don't, I look at dates as meeting someone that I'm just going to hang out with for the first time and just talk to. Not as like this formal, we're here, we may fall in love. Like you're meeting people. It's networking. It's networking. I love that. That is, that is music. I mean, it's music. And yeah, it, it is networking. And I think knowing that there are like plenty of fish in the sea should help people like feel less stressed. Like, yo, if this person's difficult, like, all right, on to the next, like, we're in New York City, or you're, you know, maybe you're in like Denver or something. A lot of single people in these places, right? So just yeah, that that would be my words of advice. I love it. Great note to end on too. Just like not take yourself seriously. Plenty of fish in the sea, and yeah, just have fun. I mean, that's like the thing that I want to help people realize too is like dating is fun and can be fun, and like doesn't have to be this like quote unquote chore. Someone, one of my friends said to me when I was struggling with dating and like meeting all these douchebags, he was like, if dating isn't fun for you anymore, like take a fucking break. Like you don't, you don't, no one's forcing you to date. See, that's like you, cool. It's on your own time. You're on your own time. Don't rush it. So yeah. That's really cool. And being single is fun. You get to being be alone the, a lot. the best. Yeah. Super cool. Exactly. Exactly. So I just have a couple of rapid fire questions for both of you. And yeah, then I love rap- I love rapid let's fire. Let's go. So how do you guys get excited for a date? <laughs> I, I put on um, you know, some like sal- salsa music, reggaeton. You know, you know the song in uh one of my favorite rom coms actually of all time. And along came Polly when they're doing like the dancing. When Ben Stiller and Aniston, they're dancing. One of my favorite, one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, that that song, and honestly, that is a good date. Like that was a really good date. Ben was doing. <laughs> he was on fire. He was on. <laughs> yeah, Ben. Shout out to Ben. 
<laughs> ben Stiller in a long time. Yeah, it's one of the good date. That was one of the good daters out there. I love him. He's great. He is, he is yeah. really cool. I don't know where he's been. He was good at it. He was good at it. What's, what's Ben Stiller been up to? He's A-list. He's a star. He's <laughs> one of those who doesn't need to do anything. People are, he made it into the zeitgeist. What, what does he have to do? love it i love it so brandon you said you don't you don't get excited you just like go yeah i don't really i i don't get ex- I, I just go i just like i, I don't want to i don't overhype it I, I i just do my thing you go for a walk you, you know that's it love it awesome and what are your guys's ideal dates well uh, i think we both agree the edison bulbs <laughs> a, pl- a place with edison bulbs and a place with an like an ambiance, just that that nice lighting. Harrison, would you agree? Like, what would you? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think wine bar is are great. Dark lighting, cool music, like swanky music. Not like I don't want to hear. Like, actually, she's cool, Olivia Rodrigo. But I, I was like Sean, <laughs> like the places that play like Shawn Mendes. You don't want you don't you want, want that. You want something like funky want... or cool. Uh, and then, yeah, a nice, I love walking. So, you know, doing a little walk after I think is sweet. Yeah. A nice, a nice stroll. We love a stroll. A, 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 a pasta a, a fajoule, nice as the Italians say. Yeah. A place with good, uh, edamame or peanuts, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Finger food. Finger food. Nice and easy. A charcuterie board. That's like my, I love that. Like wine and charcuterie. Oh, I love that. Oh yeah. Who doesn't? Love a little meat and cheese. Yeah, people are so weird about eating on dates. And I'm like, Get some food. we all eat, eat like every day. So I don't understand. I'm like, please, The on a first date, I love getting ice cream because I love ice cream. And I just like, you know, dessert. Like, you can't go wrong with getting dessert on a first date. And like an ice cream cone, like, come on. Oh, I love that. I, oh, I get, oh, that's get so a... Sweet. Look, everyone is hungry all the time. So that's rule number one. So why wouldn't you get food? You're at a cool bar. Just get a little bite or something. I don't, I never really got that. The guys who don't order food, I think are cheap, honestly. So everyone listening. Awesome. Well, where can everyone find you guys? At Updating Show is our Instagram. At Updating Show is our TikTok. And then we are at City Winery in New York. We do our show and we're going to be hitting Philly soon. Other cities, Harrison, what any other, like talk about casting, Harrison. Yeah, Philly, Boston. Uh, so we're for those listening, go to our website if you want to be on our show. Or if you have any friends after you just heard us talk about like casting, who you think would be really cool and updating, DM us on Instagram or just have them apply online. Any city. It's no longer just New York. Like we're, yeah, we're, we're going to be bringing in people from other cities to New York. Yeah, we're going to, fl- if they're super, if they're super dope, we're going to fly them in. And a ho- you're going to get flown in and uh, we're going to do a hotel room. We'll give to the, you know, because we want everyone to have a shot. And I think it's a cool experience to go on a date in New York in front of 200 people. So there may be someone whose dream is to just do something like that. That's in another part of the country. So we're going to, f- we're going to make that happen. So it's, ex- it's, we're excited to like step into that and, and, sp- and just spread this to as many people as we can. It's very exciting. Bring your friends, you know, bring your loved ones. It's fun for the whole family. And then personally, if you want to find us, Berman, you want to. Oh, Burmy 16 is my Instagram. Old nickname. Uh- <laughs> and yeah, HT Foreman. It's an old one, but no, definitely come to updating. Like, honestly, it's, it's, it's really, it's the show that is starting to change lives uh, as we're a lot of people are really just changed after. So it's exciting. Awesome. 
Cool. Well, thank you guys so much. This has been an awesome convo. And uh, it's been wonderful. Excited to come to the show. I mean, yeah, we're, and we hope, yeah, our show's the 13th is our first one back in January. So come. Okay. I will be there. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Liana. Thanks, Liana. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode or this podcast in general, I would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, rate, and review below. And if you can think of anyone who would enjoy this podcast, please consider sharing it. As a new podcast, the most helpful thing is to grow by word of mouth. After all, who doesn't enjoy a good date story? Lastly, if you would like to connect with me, please follow me on Instagram at ghosts underscore of dates past. And feel free to shoot me a DM if you have a comment, question, or would like to be a guest. I'm always looking for new people to bring on to the show. Hope you all have lovely weeks and I'll be back next week for another juicy episode. Bye for now.